Hello and welcome to another episode of K-Botak, the podcast about Korean cinema and K-drama. I'm John, and on this episode we'll be anxiously checking Skyscanner with Emergency Declaration. I just want to tell you both. Good luck. We're all counting on you. So, emergency declaration. Been looking forward to catching this one for a while, actually, and I recently saw it at uh, Golden Village Cinemas in Singapore. Uh, I was genuinely looking forward to seeing this, even though the title uh, that you have here versus the the actors and the kind of the premise is just a, a very funny combination uh, somehow you have some of the cream of South Korea's acting crop like absolute giants um, of uh, South Korean cinema for a movie with a a name like some kind of straight to video uh, thriller uh, that would have you know been in the the bargain bin HMV in in about 2005 Um, and a, a really quite a, a standard, or at least on the face of it, quite a standard premise um, of an airplane thriller. Uh, emergency declaration is the just the plainest, most anonymous title uh, possible. And then you look at the poster, and you've got Song Kang Ho, uh, Lee Byung Hun, uh, Chun Do Yun, uh, and Kim Nam Gil. Like the the cast is stacked beyond belief, uh, and they've all signed up to do uh, this um, very uh, uh, seemingly very straight-laced thriller um, about some people trapped on a plane. Um, So it is engineered, however, to be a monster success. Firstly, they've spent all this money uh, hiring this cast, presumably. Secondly, uh, it uh, is being billed as the biggest disaster blockbuster ever uh, from Korea. Uh, they sent it to Cannes, uh, where apparently um, it uh, didn't get a very good response. In actually, in 2021, uh, it was at, um, it was shown at Cannes. Um, so not even this year. It's it's been a long time in coming to cinemas, um, but you wouldn't expect um, you know a, a lot of people to like this kind of movie anyway among that kind of um, community of of critics um, and uh, the the people that um, try to emulate them on Letterboxd. Don't expect to see a, a lot of um, very positive reviews on this. I think it's quite fun, although it has its problems. So it is being beaten by Hansan uh, at the time of recording at the Korean box office, but it did open at number one, um, and it had logged a million viewers by the fourth day of its release after topping the box office for two days. Um, and uh, by August 8th, it had become the fifth highest grossing Korean film of 2022, uh, with a gross of uh, nearly uh, 12 million US dollars um, and a million and a half admissions. So it did very, very well. Um, I don't think you can go far wrong if you've you know, got the money and, uh, and the ability um, putting this cast together and getting them to do basically anything. I mean, I, I will turn up to watch uh, Song Kang Ho uh, in most stuff, and the fact that you've got Lee Byung-hun and, uh, and Chun Do-yeon as well makes it pretty much a no-brainer. 
it uh, also feels a bit like a greatest hits of um, Korean uh, cinematic blockbusters. You've got an enclosed space like Train to Busan uh, and a, a Contagion, uh, similarly. Um, it is uh, a big disaster movie like uh, uh, Ashfall, uh, again featuring Lee Byung-hun. Um, Song Kang-ho plays, I think, quite a, a familiar character for him now. Who knows if this will you know, continue to be a type that he kind of comfortably plays into, but this the schlubby but likeable detective uh, saving his family. Uh, there's echoes of the host as well in, in aspects of his um, uh, kind of arc here, although he's nowhere near as, as hapless and confused as, as his character in that. Um, and John Doyon is in charge, as, uh, as she often is. Um, and it's a really good laugh, even though it's much too long um, and it's pretty plot-holy. Um, so just to run down the uh, the cast proper, as I normally do, so Song Kang-ho plays uh, Koo In-ho, uh, detective. Lee Byung-hun is Jae-hyuk, uh, a passenger, uh, wrestling with his demons. Chun Do-yun is uh, Suk-hee, the Minister for Land, uh, Transport and Infrastructure, um, playing the Minister, of course, because, as always, she emanates uh, authority uh, and legitimacy um, as soon as she walks on screen, so um, perfectly cast for that. Kim Nam-gil has quite a small role, um, really, con- considering how good the guy is. He's hyun Su, he's one of the pilots. Um, Im Si-won, uh, who I think is a pop singer, uh, is Ryu Jin-sok, uh, the passenger and the bioterrorist who uh, instigates the events of the film. Um, Kim So-jin as uh, Hee-jin, one of the flight attendants, and uh, the uh, increasingly uh, well-known, I would say, Park Hae-jun as, as Tae-soo, who's the Blue House Crisis Management Center director. Um, he was uh, in stuff like Doctor Strange, uh, for example. He's, he's been in a few things recently. Um, directed by Han Jae Rim, who did The King in 2017, The Face Reader in 2013. I haven't seen either of these. Really want to see The Face Reader, um, because uh, firstly because it's a, a Chosun period piece, and therefore I must see it. Uh, secondly, because it combines Song Kang-ho with uh, Lee Jung-jae, and uh, really want to see those two uh, on screen together. The cinematography for this is by Emo Gay. Uh, recently, he has shot uh, Ilang, The Wolf Brigade, um, Asura, City of Madness, which I covered on this podcast. Fantastic um, crime uh, movie. And uh, also No Tears for the Dead, which I uh, covered recently as well. And then probably most famously, I Saw the Devil, The Good, the Bad and the Weird, and A Tale of Two Sisters, um, a frequent collaborator with uh, Kim Ji-woon. Production for this is really good and they made a lot of effort. They used an abandoned plane uh, which they managed to get in the United States of America for the set. Looks really impressive and realistic. Um, again, I was seeing this on a big screen but I thought it really felt like they were in uh, the cabin and uh, read up afterwards and they were. Uh, it's, uh, it's exactly where they were. Um, the premise uh, is that early on you're seeing uh, Song Kang Ho's detective, uh, Sergeant Koo, um, investigating a creepy YouTube video um, that some uh, some weird-looking uh, guy has put up online, saying uh, it's the end and he's going to attack a plane and all this sort of stuff. And meanwhile, you're seeing uh, Lee Byung Hun and, and his daughter um, looking, uh, uh, or rather, queuing up for their flight to Hawaii. Um, he's uh, he's got a, a job there. 
and so he's going to move over. Uh, his daughter has uh, eczema, uh, which will uh, become important later on. Um, so the uh, the detective Sergeant Koo he makes some grim discoveries. He finds that there's a there's a body uh, in the flat of the person that they suspect has put up the video. And then he finds that uh, this guy is uh, boarding a plane at the airport, and that it's the same plane that his wife has got, and she's going for a, a holiday to Hawaii. Um, and uh, Ryujin Sok has chosen this plane uh, to hit. He he just goes to the airport. He's looking for a plane with a lot of people on. Um, he chooses this one because uh, Lee Byung Hun's uh, character pisses him off, basically, knocks him back when he comes over and starts weighing, saying weird things to him. Um, so uh plane takes off uh south korea flight uh i501 uh this guy is on board and uh meanwhile sergeant ku is uh, rushing over to the crisis center and you get the two situations kind of evolving um in parallel uh, and and they're realizing that this guy has been testing uh, an airborne virus that he kept from his uh previous job at a, a biopharmaceutical company um, and uh, they're trying to get in touch with the company. The company is uh, refusing, um, you know, uh, all uh, responsibility. Um, there's a there's an American quite sort of um, uh, baity, uh, Trumpy kind of um, uh, CEO to the uh, to the pharmaceutical company who's uh, quite unpleasant. Um, and uh, they're basically refusing to let the police in. Um, meanwhile, uh, Sergeant Koo, who's sometimes played for laughs. Um, I mean, his story in this is uh, you know, it's, it's quite serious. Um, he has personal stakes. His wife is on the plane. Um, but he's uh, bumbling his way through this. Uh, again, I, I don't know how much of it is just because they have Song Kang-ho uh, for the role. So they know that he's very good at this this kind of lovable character and um, uh, saying things that will uh, you know just be very funny because of the, the way he delivers them. So who knows? Um, I, I'm also now convinced that... Uh, uh, Song Kang Ho is, is just turning up to sets these days in, in either a singlet or uh, an old t-shirt and people find him jackets and stuff as uh, as the movie goes on because he's always he always looks so comfortable at the start of the movie like he's just got up um, so yeah you're, you're starting to get the, uh, the, the plot kicking in on the plane um, and basically what this guy intends to do and what he goes ahead and does is unleash an airborne virus on the plane, um, it uh, very quickly infects one of the passengers, and uh, this is really playing on our fears of contagion now after COVID. In fact, they came up with the idea for this movie before the pandemic, um, but they they shot it throughout um, throughout COVID. Uh, they had to stop at one point because of the the resurgence of cases in South Korea. So I'm I'm sure that some of the the direction um, and some of the things they're drawing attention to with people wearing masks um, and the the airborne virus and worries around food um, is kind of reflecting you know those early days that we all went through um, and uh, the reaction among the passengers is you know is really relatable now and uh, it's how we you know or, or at least many of us are, I think felt in the early days of COVID that. This was something that was just going to cut us down um, if we uh, if we went outside if we weren't safe and um, that's what's happening on the plane. Panic is starting to break out. There's also some quite nasty scenes early on. Um, there's quite a bit of blood, some disturbing moments. Um, the the body that is found in the um, 
the flat of the creepy bioterrorist uh, is in a, a really grim condition. The first victim on the plane it, it coughs up blood and, and dies in a, in a quite na- a nasty, messy way. Um, I looked down the aisle when I was in the cinema. I saw that um, a woman had brought her, her kid, uh, about six or seven years old, to uh, watch this film. Um, and I thought uh, that that turned out to be quite a <laughs> quite a backfire because it's not just your normal um, Harrison Ford saving uh, Air Force One type airplane thriller. It's uh, a, a bit um, a bit more intense, I think, a bit more disturbing. Um, so just um, be warned if you're thinking that this might be a, your standard f- family adventure um, of a, uh, of a blockbuster. I think there is some quite unpleasant uh, you know imagery. Uh, in this because of the the topic of bioterrorism and uh, and a contagion Um, so part way into the movie I don't think it's a a massive spoiler um, but because people are saying it in in reviews but um, the the terrorist dies he has no intention of surviving um, this attack and it starts to move on to more classic uh, kind of aviation peril the pilots start dying so uh, the plane nose dives you get these really great scenes of people being thrown around uh, in the cabin. Uh, Lee Byung-hun helps them fly. Um, they get turned away by various countries. They have to turn back to South Korea. Nobody will let them land. They get shot at. Everything's going wrong, basically. Um, and it almost starts working down a, a checklist of um, different, uh, you know, kind of terrible things that can happen in, in an aeroplane when things are going wrong. Uh, I think there's too many subplots. I think the movie is way too long. It's two and a half hours, um, which this movie does not need to be two and a half hours. Get this down to an hour and 50, um, honestly, uh, I think. Um, There's too many kind of subplots. But one thing I don't think it has got credit for um, in the reviews I've seen is that it really does show every aspect of the unfolding disaster. Um, From the cockpit where the pilots are falling sick to the cabin crew and how they're managing it moment to moment to the different passengers as the the paranoia spreads among them. Uh, Then on the ground, the crisis response, the police investigation, the families, public reaction, um, petitions on the Blue House website. It feels like a very thorough portrayal of what would be happening around a disaster like this. Um, which, when something like this does happen nowadays, we're all plugged into it live and, and watching. Um, so I thought that was quite apt and quite well done. Um, it's a super entertaining movie, even if it doesn't really establish any dread or suspense, which I, I thought it might um, early on. It uh, does become quite a bit more formulaic in, in the back half, but it's still a good loud thrill ride um, where you, you feel the pressure of the cabin and the roar of the engines. Um, I recommend you get down to the cinema for this. If you've seen Top Gun Maverick, you fancy a, another good um, loud plane movie. This isn't as, as tight as that, really, um, and uh, breaks my heart to uh, put a, a South Korean uh, blockbuster below a, a, a Top Gun entry, but that is just the truth. Um, uh, I think this is a, a good cinema trip, um, and uh, Song Kang Ho is, is a highlight, as is uh, Chun Do Yun. So uh, yeah, good one to get down to the cinema for. You uh, you could do worse, I think. It's a fun old movie. There are lots of other episodes of K Botak you can check out. Uh, upcoming episodes include Carter, Pachinko, Juvenile Justice, Monstrous, Soul Vibe, A Model Family and The Accidental Narco, among others. You can follow the show on at kbotakpod, that's at k-b-o-t-a-k-p-o-d, 
on Twitter and Instagram. Retweets and shares are much appreciated. And best of all, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Cheers.